Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the better part of a decade, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member and now longtime annual pass holders, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. From Disney bounding to pin trading, exclusive items and all the food, we've fully immersed ourselves in the culture that Walt built. We've done it all and have made some great friends and memories over the years. We'll be sitting down with friends and other Disney junkies to share our stories and advice. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disneyland journey with you. This This is is Magic Magic on on Main Street. Street. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Welcome to episode 22. Hello. That's not your normal rap horns. Oh, sorry. Episode 22, everybody. Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And with us as always is the kid, Kenzie. Hello. Who's actually sitting with us this time. She never does. She's too cool for us. For sure. She just comes in for her, her segment and leaves. She makes us pick all of the green M&Ms out of the jar and she only eats the green ones. She's always asking for like an inflatable rafts and full size She only wants sparkling water. Yeah. But without the bubbles. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway. Just put glitter in my water. Yes. (laughs) Also joining us as always is the man, the myth, the legend. It's the captain, Daniel Proc. (laughs) DinoProc95 on Instagram. Donald. He's with us in spirit, as always. And somewhere around this joint, we've got our mascot, Scar the Kitten. Meow. Meow. We've got a fun show ahead of us. There's mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. There's so much We going have on tons right of now. shout outs. We've got a lot going on this week in Disneyland history. Not a lot of news, but we make up for it in events and entertainment. We'll do Hidden Mickeys with the Kid, talking about some food. And this one was a hit. People are loving this one. People kept asking to, to do more. And so we put together, we were able to scrape up a few more items to talk about in the lost attractions of Disneyland. Part three. Three. This is part three. That's crazy. Twa. I know. I was just trying to find creative ways to say three. Twa. Trace. There's twa. so yeah. many different ways. There's a few different languages Ow. in the world. Oh, um, Son? Son. Each knee's son. Is she? It, yeah. Is it son in three? Mm-hmm. I am three. I'm not bilingual. It's fine. Just no. Kenzie. No. Because I am three. <laughs> three is a magic no. number. No. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, so, let's get right to it. Kaylin, bring us in. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street Podcast, talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast, for when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street Podcast, Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. All right, episode 22, let's get right into shout outs. So there's a lot going on with graduations, obviously. Uh, it's graduation season. And, you know, it's it's no secret that we're in the middle of a weird time. And so not a lot of people are getting 
real graduations. Yeah. So wanted to just bring some happiness to our friends. So let's start it off with our new friend, Kate, who hit us up on Instagram. And she said that she was supposed to graduate from Chapman University this coming weekend, but the in-person ceremony has been postponed. She says, I'm really missing both Chapman and Disneyland, but your podcast episodes really brighten my day each week. So thank you. I've been telling all of my friends about your podcast because the joy you create with each episode is definitely a light in what seems like a very dark tunnel for Disney loving college grads. Thank you guys. That means so much to me. I read it earlier and I was like, you know, if you know me, I'm a little bit of a sensitive guy. Sean's a crier. It got me. So with that being said, Kate, congratulations on your graduation from Chapman University. So proud of you. So glad to have you as part of the family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, An old dance student of mine from Colorado, uh, Delaney, is graduating from Destination Career Academy of Colorado. Congrats. Woo! Our friend Hannah Malko, she's a sweetheart. She's one of our followers. She's a great supporter. We love her so much. Uh, She's graduating from uh, CSU Channel Islands Camarillo uh, with a bachelor's, and she's headed off to law school in the fall. That's where I'm from. I know. I know. I'm so, so happy for you. Great school. Great town. Yeah. Great town. Great people. Hannah's there. So it's great. Thank you so much for your support and congrats. We're so proud of you. Uh, Some high school graduations. We've got our executive producers kids. It's so funny how this lined up. They have three kids all graduating the same year. So Addie graduating from Rancho Vista high school, Indiana from Chaparral high school. And Taylor is graduating from Claremont high school. And I want to give a little bit of a special shout out for Taylor because she just started her own small business to kind of help her through college. So uh, if you want to check her out over at sparkle shack co uh, she's making some really cool customized tumblers. They're so pretty. They're really and pretty. So sparkly. Very glittery. So check those out. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. And congratulations, you three. Uh, it's a big year for you all. So congrats. You've got nothing but amazing things happening for your futures. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Mo, our buddy Moses, want to give a special shout out to his students. He's got five students in classroom R1. So, hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo. You're special and you're awesome. Thanks for thanks for listening. And you're so lucky because you have Mr. Mo in your life and he's such a great guy. He's a cool dude. You don't, you know that. We don't have to tell you, right? No. No. Uh, also, um, want to give a special shout out to uh, all of those in the armed forces. Uh, I know that Memorial Day is for remembering those we've lost, but I just want to give a special th- shout out to everybody that served in the military. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you and your service to our, your country and celebrate Memorial Day the right way this year, everybody. Let's remember everybody that we've lost uh, because of, uh, you know, one reason or another, all those who served. Uh, we really appreciate them. Last but not least, we have a special birthday. Happy birthday to our handsome, talented, wonderful nephew. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, nephew Ethan, or as we call him, Crocagator. Evan. Evan when he's being bad. Or Evan when he's being bad. Naughty. Uh, so happy birthday. <laughs> and we actually have something special for you because uh, just on the note of birthdays, the Dapper Dance have just put out a special birthday song on their YouTube. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, 
Happy Woo. birthday, buddy. We love you, Crocagator. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. That's shout outs for the week. Up next, This Week in Disneyland History. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. All right, so this is a really big week in Disneyland history. A lot of stuff going on, and we'll start off in 1960 when Pollyanna debuted, starring the beautiful Haley Mills. I don't know if anybody knows this, and I actually just made this public to my wife recently. I had a huge crush on Haley Mills when I was a kid. She was in a lot of Disney movies. She was adorable, just super adorable. Anyway, so because of this 1960 uh, hit, uh, it is the 60th anniversary. So D23 is actually doing a watch party, which is going to be preluded by a virtual conversation with Pollyanna herself, Disney legend Haley Mills. That's happening tonight. So four o'clock p.m. They're going to do a delightful chat with Haley Mills, which is going to introduce the show. And then they're going to do a watch party at 5 p.m. That's tonight. So uh, if you miss it tonight, you might be able to catch it on their channel afterwards, but you know, hit it up. It's timely. Uh, fast forward to 1968 in recognition of his distinguished public service and outstanding contributions to the United States and the world. U.S. President Johnson presents a congressional gold medal to the widow of the late Walt Disney. And this is actually the second time he's gotten it. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, he earned it. Shoot forward to 1983. And Pinocchio's Daring Journey officially opens to the general public as part of Disneyland's new Fantasyland. And let me tell you, it's frightening. <laughs> uh, for those of you that have been on it, you know, and those of you who have not. Oh, it's literally the only part I like of that ride is just yelling Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, yeah to the ourselves. rest of it, I go, who designed this? It's freaky. It's freaky, freaky. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about Pinocchio a little bit later in the episode. In 1997, uh, the Disneyland Parade Light Magic debuts. It was a fun little parade. I don't remember that. Parade. Probably not. And then in 1999, this is a fun one. I just actually sent a message to say congrats <laughs> and a happy anniversary to my friend Richard Karn, uh, who played Al Borland in the hit TV show Home Improvement, which aired its final three episodes back to back. Uh, it was a really long running show on ABC and they had a huge fan base. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about because home improvement was in most people's homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. So happy anniversary, Richard in 2005 voice actor, singer and Disney legend, Thurl Ravenscroft passes away at age 91 in Fullerton, California. Mm -hmm. So he was best known as the voice of Kellogg's Tony, the tiger and he also had a ton of Disney credits, including 101 Dalmatians, Alice in Wonderland, the Aristocats, and Cinderella. And he can also be heard in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction and Haunted Mansion. He was also in Country Bear Jamboree, but he was a member of the Mellow Men. And if you don't know who they are, you ever heard of the song Grim Grinning Ghosts? He's the deep voice guy. So mm -hmm. uh, he was in that group who did a lot of work for Walt Disney Films, television, and records. And you might recognize his voice also from the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, pretty famous guy. So yeah. RIP, you are a great, great man. You've contributed a lot to the Disney world. Thank you. In 2007, over at Disneyland, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Stupid. In 2007. <laughs> like we were talking about Knott's Berry Farm or something. <laughs> 
That's the way I wrote it. In 2007, uh, Pirate Slayer on Tom Sawyer Island officially opens, which it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not, uh, if you, you've listened before, you know I don't really care for that. Sean doesn't fit. I don't fit. I'm a broad shouldered guy. Uh, in 2008, the Indiana Jones Summer of Hidden Mysteries begins in Disneyland's Adventureland, the same day Steven Spielberg's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull opens in theaters. Brittany? Still haven't seen I still have not seen that movie. <laughs> well, we should watch it. In 2011, Disneyland guests get an unannounced preview of Mickey's Sensational Parade, a new nine float affair featuring Mickey Mouse and such favorite characters as Peter Pan, Aladdin, and Ariel, and Tabitha's favorite, Simba. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. We watched this show for the entire run, so <laughs> nine <laughs> years. It's a good show. I liked it. I was ready for it to be done, but it was a good show. Yeah. In 2013, Disney's 24-hour all-nighter held at Disneyland, California Adventure, and Disney World's uh, Magic Kingdom took place. We did one the year before. No, it year was- Year after. The year after. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're weird events, man. I was exhausted. <laughs> we did the one in 2014, and it was, I think we spent 23 hours there. 22 hours, maybe. We were there for- I think 23. Yeah, we didn't do the entire run. Because we were going to throw up. <laughs> we also had Kenzie who hadn't slept. And, no, uh, she slept the entire time. No, she slept when we wanted to do things. Yeah, she fell asleep around 10, 10 and, and woke up at 5 when starving. we were leaving. Yes. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> we were like, please don't speak to us. <laughs> yeah. Go back to sleep. Poor thing. Anyway, finally, in 2019... This was big news uh, just last year. The original Disney Princess Castle, which is Sleeping Beauty's Pink and Blue Palace, uh, unveiled a new look on this week in 2019. The castle has been blocked off from visitors since January, as groups of maintenance crews have been giving it a spruce. The castle now features brighter, more vibrant pink walls and blue rooftops, plus some sparkling gold shingles that look like pixie dust. Mm -hmm. The crews also added some artistic tricks to make the castle seem even bigger. A painting technique was used that involves painting the lower part of the 70-foot-tall castle walls in darker and warmer hues of pink paint, gradually getting lighter and cooler as it goes up to the top in order to blend in with the atmosphere. So this trick kind of messes with your eyes to make you think that the object in front of you is larger than it is. It works. It does work because it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool, they do that on Main Street too. Mm -hmm. Force perspective is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. So that's this week in Disneyland history. Up next, it's the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. I wouldn't say it's a slow week in news, but there's a lot that falls under entertainment. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, there was something really cool that that happened this week. You want to tell them about it? Uh, Yeah. The U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds soared over the Disneyland Resort on Friday. Um, The America Strong flyover served as a salute to frontline COVID-19 responders in California. They posted some amazing shots on their Facebook and their Instagram. Some of the coolest things you'll ever see because you won't normally get a view like that when the parks are open. No, they're not allowed to. To fly over the parks, right? Isn't it a like a, they've they do, they've done it before, like on Memorial Day and stuff. I remember, but um, it's empty. You and I went on Fourth of July one year, and oh, they yeah. we watched the flag retreat on Fourth of July, and then the they they, they flew over. over. But yeah. that's not that's not normal. No, it's not normal. So it was really cool, to, especially seeing like the parks empty and just seeing it with like 
these big parts of the park, like seeing it with the castle, seeing yeah. it with the statue, seeing it over uh, the what's the bay? Is that what it's called? The bay. Paradise Bay. So, yeah, it just looked it looked really cool, like with all of those different landmarks. Yeah. So Rebecca Campbell actually posted it to her Instagram. So we reshared it on ours. It was a really cool video. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of a montage of the different flyover areas. So go check that out. Uh, we posted it last week. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, big shakeup in yeah. the world of uh, the Walt Disney Company. So former Walt Disney World president Josh DeMauro has been named chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products which means Rebecca Campbell has moved over to uh, direct to consumer and international as the chairman. Uh, so she'll oversee things like Disney plus. So all of this happened kind of because uh, Kevin Mayer, who was the former DTC chairman is now the CEO of TikTok. So hmm. they, they move some things around, which brings a guy named Ken Potruck as the new president of Disneyland resort. Okay. But uh, I've, I've seen a lot and I, I, you know, I have, I have opinions too, but, <laughs> uh, and I think he's going to do great, but I think the, the recipe, the recipe for success is there because Josh coming from Walt Disney world has a ton of great experience with parks and whoever reports to him, I think is going to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what the new, uh, leadership does once the parks get back open. And, uh, I think it's going to be great. So I don't know. We'll look forward to seeing those uh, those new faces in in the streams. I'm excited um, for all of them, and also a little sad because I feel like they can't celebrate as much as they would. Yeah, if the parks had been open right now. Well, and I also really liked Rebecca Campbell. Oh, she's so nice. I thought she was great. Um, a good person, I think, and you know, she I think she cared about the parks a lot, and mm-hmm. she was very active on social media, which brought a lot of awareness around the things that the people in the parks were doing. Uh, so it wasn't just like nameless faces you got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes and she she brought a lot of that to light so gonna miss her but i'm glad that she's moved so disney springs has begun their phased reopening at walt disney world um and i know this is walt disney world news but uh you know that just kind of it'll show what's going to happen here i believe um so it is open to guests at this time for more information they have a know before you go area of their webpage. Um, because they've taken enhanced health and safety measures. Uh, they've got a lot of instructions and, um, you know, exposure notices and things like that around. So, um, other areas of Walt Disney world resort remain closed, including the theme parks, obviously and the hotels. Um, but yeah, I would say check out their no before you go page on their website. Um, it talks about parking and screenings, face coverings, all the physical distancing practices. Um, so give that a look. You know, if you don't have to go, you don't have to go. Just uh, be aware of what's going on and, you know, just kind of familiarize yourself with it because I believe this is the the way they're going to reopen Disneyland. So take a look, check it out. Definitely smart to know a little bit beforehand. Exactly. So, yeah. So we'll talk about more news uh, when we talk about events and entertainment. So up next, it's merch. As always, you came up with a whole ton of merch for this week. So much merchandise. It's first. Is it because I like spending money? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, It's a problem. (laughs) So Disney has shared a new collection that will be materializing soon that is inspired by our favorite attraction, the Haunted Mansion. Um, The collection will include velvet mini ears, 
uh, a Haunted Mansion wallpaper spirit jersey for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And I love it. It's so amazing. I'm definitely getting one. Yeah, it's really cool. A mini like wallet card case um, with the Haunted Mansion wallpaper design, a ghost host ball cap, and last but definitely not least, a Haunted Mansion ghost host cast member costume, a little mini backpack, <laughs> <laughs> and a doom buggy wristlet that has the hitchhiking ghosts on it as well. Everything is so cute. It's all really cute. No release dates yet, but... No, they have nothing. They just wanted to give us a little teaser since we are halfway to Halloween. Yes, we um, are. I can't wait. So everybody stay home so I can go trick-or-treating, okay? I know. I'm kind of bummed because by the time we get back to the parks, we're not going to get re- the regular Haunted Mansion, the OG yeah, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it's going to be holiday time before. again. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm just grateful for when the parks open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no release date. Keep an eye out. They'll be announcing that. Expect a fall release. Yeah. And in addition to the apparel and accessories, Funko is releasing a set of mansion pops that will be available on Shop Disney. The set's going to include the organist, the old woman's stretching portrait, and the dynamite barrel stretching portrait. Release dates are to be determined, but coming soon. Uh, I saw the concepts for them, and they're fantastic. They're really cool. But they're missing Sally Morgan. I know. You'll be fine, though. It's got to happen soon, right? Just give it a moment. I know. Um, if you can't wait for the Haunted Mansion stuff and you need to go shopping right now because you got that itch, <laughs> they have an Americana collection that is now available on Shop Disney. It's all like patriotic 4th of July inspired designs. Um, they've got ears, different apparel. I saw shirts, a sweatshirt, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, a red, white, and blue uh, Stars and Stripes mini backpack, some pins and Mickey and Minnie plushes. Um, I know a lot of people like to collect the Mickey and Minnie plushes when they release the new ones for different holidays or different seasons. So those are up there too. And they're both really cute. Mickey's got on like a little like Dapper Dan inspired red, white, and blue outfit. And it's real cute. Yes. Really fun stuff. A board game based on the iconic Disney parks attraction, the Jungle Cruise. Uh, it now has a game. It's the Jungle Cruise adventure game and it's available for pre-order on Amazon. So it's going to be available June 1st. Really soon. Yeah. Really, so pre-order like next it now. Week. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go jump on that now. Amazon.com. Um, so <laughs> the description is, and I love it. Welcome aboard the famous Jungle Cruise. You've been hired to transport a boatload of cargo and passengers down the river to Jungle Navigation Company headquarters. There, Company President Alberta Falls will appoint one family of passengers as temporary caretakers and your new bosses while she goes on a much-needed sabbatical. Be prepared to lose passengers and cargo to dangers hidden in the jungle, but don't worry, you'll find more along the way. Find clues along the river to see which family Alberta has chosen. Transport the most valuable boatload of cargo and passengers to headquarters to win. Fun stuff. I want to order it. I want to get it. It's only $29.99. Get it. Let's do this. Bing. Done. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Weak. Guys, guess what? What? There's more free merch. More free merch. (laughs) Warning. 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 It's free. It's free. There's more wallpapers. And they're out to celebrate halfway to Halloween. They have a new mobile wallpaper. You can pop it on your phone right now of the Mickey pumpkin. 
The Main Street Mickey Pumpkins. My favorite. Yeah. Um, they also have different desktop backgrounds, too. They have um, one of the castle with some fireworks, and they also have one of the partner statue with the little pumpkins all around that. So definitely check those out. They're so cute, and it's a way to feel spooky all year long. Spooky. Spooky. Loungefly's at it again with another mini backpack, and it's cute. This it's time, so cute. it's in the shape of Wally. Wally. I love him so much. The backpack also has a matching Wally and Eve wristlet. Uh, Eva. Eva. No <laughs> release date, so keep checking the Loungefly Instagram and the website. Um, Loungefly is really good at keeping their Instagram up to date and alerting you of any cool new stuff that's going to be out. So if you don't follow them already, do it now. Yeah, do it Unless you don't want to spend money, then don't do it. Don't do it. But then you'll still follow us and I'll post it. And then so then you'll you want to do it, it. And then it's going to be really bad. Yeah. And just, 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 just do it. You're not going to win this one. Just go no, do it. Just buy stuff. It's fine. <laughs> I won't be mad. I'll be really happy for you. If you guys ever buy anything because you heard us talk about it on here, send us a picture of what you bought so I can congratulate you. <laughs> congratulate and feel bad for doing it. I don't feel bad. No. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's merch. Up next, it's Hidden Mickey with a kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello. And welcome back to another installment of Hidden Mickey's with a kid. We have Kenzie with us. Hello. Hi, Kenzie. Hi. Welcome back to your home. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what do you have for us this week? I have one in Pinocchio. Pinocchio. That's yes. good timing. Because as you heard earlier, there's an anniversary around Pinocchio. So good t- good timing on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So in Pinocchio, where are we going to find it? So you're going to find this one after the Blue Fairy brings Pinocchio to life. When she first gives him life he's yeah. still he's still a wooden boy she introduces him to jiminy cricket who's yeah. his conscience and he yeah. sings that song give a little whistle yeah <laughs> right so then um geppetto hears a noise because they're partying yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes out and finds pinocchio alive and talking uh-huh and moving <laughs> right yeah and he's flipping so, out yeah he's excited yeah because he wanted a he wanted a son so then he grabs all of his little wooden toys uh-huh and starts dancing right and in the background pinocchio is playing with the fire Ooh, pretty yeah he says yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and then geppetto's like Wah! freaking out because yeah. his finger's on fire <laughs> yeah right. so he runs he runs to the water but bef- when he's running uh-huh it kind of he he kind of stops in front of a chair a little bit okay for like a split second right and the chair that he stops in front of mm-hmm. is a hidden Mickey so like the yeah. back of the chair yeah is a hidden Mickey we found this uh, in Pinocchio which you can yeah. see on Disney Plus yes. and it's there clear as day it's mm-hmm. a Mickey head yeah it's pretty cool it's kind of like the one with Beauty and the Beast where yeah. it was pretty clear yeah yeah and uh, yeah you don't have to search too hard for it yeah <laughs> so everybody go check it out get a picture send it to us. Yeah. Unlike uh, Snow White. Oh, that was a nightmare. <laughs> it took us like hours to find that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. And very timely. So thanks for sharing yeah. that one, kiddo. Thank you. Welcome. I love you. I love you. I almost said thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. No, please. Thank you. No. Thank you. You're welcome. Go to bed. <laughs>
I love you. I love you. I like snore. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Up next, we've got food. So, uh, in another brilliant um, installment of Cooking Up the Magic uh, <gasps> yeah. on the Disney Parks blog, uh, they have introduced a recipe for the gray stuff. I hear it's delicious. <laughs> Dad jokes. Got them all day. You're so great. Um, but yeah, so you can check that out. Uh, I think we're going to make this one. Could be fun. We'll see what happens. Is it like a moose? It's a moose. Okay. Yeah, it's a moose. Um, I think. I mean, it's got like pudding and whole milk and... Pudding. Pudding moose. Pudding of. moose. I need to consult an expert. Well, but this is a home recipe. I don't, I mean, the, the real one is like a moose. Yes. I don't know. This one is like pudding and milk and okay. stuff. Milk. So it looks good though. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be checking that out, but we have fantastic news. I'm so excited because, um, our friend Kiki, who you may know as magic of paint on Instagram, uh, she designs awesome custom shoes and custom spirit jerseys. She's amazing. I need to get a Lion King one. As yeah, soon as possible. we'll have to get those. Uh, but Kiki has actually put together a really fun little, uh, video of a special treat uh, one of my favorite treats at the parks. So you'll have to wait and see. Uh, no, I'm just going to tell you. I can't keep it in. It's it's apple <laughs> you pie. You love it so much. It's apple pie churros. This was my favorite uh, seasonal item during the holidays. Yeah. And you, I, I'm pretty sure I had like maybe two bites of yeah, it. I'm I, not a huge apple pie person. I ate all of it. So it's churros topped with like an apple pie filling. It was amazing. I loved it so <laughs> much. Uh, so... Kiki was nice enough to put together a video. Daniel is currently fast and furiously editing it right now to get it out this week. So as you're listening to this, you should already see it on Instagram. You should already see it on YouTube. Go check it out. It's fun. And you can follow along and make something for yourself. We're going to do it. Yeah, I got a lot of churros to make. There's a lot of different ones that I really, really like. And there's no reason if I'm already going to be frying up some churros, I might as well add a bunch of different toppings. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to do, so we had said we were going to do the fluffernutter, but then we were like, well, if we're, if we have a bunch that we want to make, let's just make the churros first. And then we add some toppings and stuff to it. So we're going to do that. And now we have Kiki's video to share and it's going to be awesome. Oh, that reminds me. I got to buy some Oreos so I can make the cookies and cream one. Yes. Well, we're going to need that for the gray stuff. Oh, right. It's delicious. Okay. Okay. I can't stop. You really can't. Can't stop. Won't stop. What do you miss this week? (sighs) Walking in. Here's your ticket. Oh God! Okay. Or I can't do that once I do the whistle. You're on. You're on Main Street. You went through the bridge. You're on Main Street. You're here. You are uh, walking up Main Street. On the left, you see. Oh, there's the candy shop. Oh, there's some corn dogs. Ooh, Plaza Inn, Coke Mm. Corner. Mm. I miss so many things. I know. I just miss it all. Yeah. But if I think I might have even said this last week, but I I'm, I want a corn dog. I want a good old Which Disneyland corn dog. We haven't had dog. corn dogs in a really long time. No, the last one I had was that hot link, and it was amazing. I think I miss corn on the cob. Mmm. Don't do the corn on the cob challenge, y'all. Oh, <laughs> you just showed me that video of Jason Derulo. It's traumatizing. 
Jason Derulo did the corn flashbacks. He did the corn on the cob flash flashback. He did the corn on the cob challenge where he put a corn on the cob on a drill and then, you know, used it to spin it on his teeth. He ripped two of his teeth out of his face. His two front teeth. Yeah. And he has such a beautiful smile. Oh gosh. You know, he got that fixed. Like he probably has a dentist that lives with him. (laughs) Needs his fluoride treatments. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't don't do it, guys. It's not funny. No, because I've seen it where people bust their teeth. I've seen where people's hair gets wrapped around it and then gets ripped, ripped out. out of their head. Yeah, don't do it, guys. It's not funny. Not worth it. Mm-mm. You're not gaining anything. No, from do it. a TikTok dance. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. You and want to look silly? Do that. Eat corn on the cob regular and just pretend you're at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's food. Coming up next, events and entertainment. The Disney Parks blog put out an article, a couple articles now. Um, they're really promoting this Disney bounding at home, uh, which I think is a fun little idea. The first one they did was um, Ian and Barley from Onward. And then this last one they just did was Frozen 2 inspired looks, Anna, Elsa and Kristoff. So you want to have some fun? Dress up at home. Yeah. Cheap and, and easy for your at home entertainment. So there is a new show coming to Disney Plus. It was hinted at a few months ago by the man himself, Kermit the Frog. Uh, Kermit the Frog. Uh, Muppets Now will be coming to Disney Plus on July 31st. So soon. Yes. We're getting more Muppets, people. Yeah. It's an all new show exclusive to Disney Plus. Um, I really don't have any info on it. No, they haven't put out much. No, but I'm excited. More to come. They said uh, it's all new, like nothing they've done before. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm assuming they'll see. do a trailer in the next few weeks. So yeah. we'll show that out as soon as we see it. I'm excited. Uh, also coming to Disney Plus this summer, Phineas and Ferb the movie, Candace Against the Universe. I love Candace so much. Yeah, I love, I'm a big, we're big Phineas and Ferb fans. Um, we have been for a long time. Like Kenzie grew up on it. I watched it even without her because I think it's such a clever show. <laughs> the songs are all amazing. Um, My I love the concept. Song is Come Home Perry. Come Home Perry is a classic. Um, so you can actually catch a sneak peek on Disney Plus's Twitter account um, to see some screenshots. And I'm excited. So if you've been following the Voices from Home series that Disney's been putting out all over the place, um, there is the new Happy Birthday song that the Dapper Dans did that you guys heard a little sneak peek of uh, early on in the episode. And they also did a rendition of Grim Grinning Ghosts. And it was bomb. It's really good. I just it was so it good. Yesterday. I love it. It, it. You know, it's perfect for a, a barbershop quartet. I mean, that's yeah. what the Mellow Men were. So. It was a perfect song for them to sing. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got links in our, our uh, description down below uh, for the happy birthday song. And they're inviting you to share it with the people that you love. So if you have somebody that is celebrating a birthday, send them this link and then you can fill in the blank for the for the name. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And then also there's a link for the Grim Grinning Ghosts. Grim Grinning Ghosts, come up to socialize. So for those of you that are fans of this new Artemis Fowl, movie that's coming out uh they put out a trailer for the movie uh, it's going to be actually uh, coming out on disney plus it was going to be a theatrical release but oh. you know obviously things went different so they're releasing it on disney plus on june 21st exclusively on disney plus um and for those of you who don't know it's a fantastical spellbinding adventure that follows the journey of 12 year old genius artemis fowl a descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds as he seeks to find his father who has mysteriously disappeared. 
Now, this movie is based on the book Artemis Fowl, and they're actually inviting everybody to read it before you watch because it's a great story. So we're going to put a link down below in the notes uh, where you can find it. We actually got it on uh, Amazon Unlimited. We subscribe to that. So, you know, it's free, obviously. Um, so we're looking forward to reading that before the movie comes out. So if you're interested in the book, check it out. This one was really, I was really stoked to see this one. Um, I think I found this on Disney Examiner. The artist, uh, his name is Ryan O'Neill. He goes by Sleeping at Last. You might recognize his songs. Uh, he's He's been in like Twilight soundtracks. Um, his big song there was um, uh, Turning Page. That was a contender for one of our winning songs. It was. It's a beautiful song. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. I love it. It's a. It's gorgeous. He's got a beautiful voice. Everything is, I mean, it's kind of a melancholy type style. Um, sad songs, but very pretty. Anyway, so Ryan O'Neill, Sleeping at Last, um, decided a few months ago, a while back, uh, when he had taken a trip to Walt Disney World, that he wanted to do a cover of It's a Small World. And so when everything kind of went south, one of his friends, who is a Disney fan as well, was like, hey, no better time than now. So he described that it's not just an idealistic song, but one that's grounded in our own human reality. It's a world of hope and a world of fears, he said, recounting the lyrics in that first verse. But there's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. How can you not feel that and not be moved? So he also said, it's not often that we take note of the things that unite us, good and bad. But I think this song perfectly captures that as a collective response that our human connections are valuable and needed. And then he went on to say, I knew it was written to be played slower at first, but had never heard it as such before. My sound naturally makes things sadder anyway, but I also knew that I couldn't make this overtly sad too. It's needed to strike that hopes and fears balance. So on the song, it's a gorgeous rendition. I played it just a little bit ago and I was... <laughs> It's me. I was in tears. Uh, but over a thousand voices are included in the final track, which he also credited in an Instagram post that he put up. And just like the attraction the song plays through, the voices span around the globe, including the USA, Canada, the Philippines, Germany, Brazil, United Kingdom, Mexico, and more. So I invite you to go listen. There's a link down below. I'm going to put a link in our link tree. So click the link in our bio on our Instagram. Um, it's a beautiful song. I mean, if you've heard us talk about Small World before, neither of us are Small World fans. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's a great it's a great attraction for what it is, and I appreciate the history behind it, and I appreciate you know what Walt put into it. It's just not really my my thing. It's it's just I don't really seek it out. But this version of the song is just I mean, it's hauntingly beautiful. A lot like when they did uh, Once Upon a Dream by uh, Lana, Lana Del, Rey. Del Rey. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really beautiful. So go check it out. Um, so there is a bunch of stuff coming to Disney Plus in June. A lot. A, lo a lot. Yeah. As we already mentioned, Artemis Fowl is one of the big things coming. Uh, we will also be getting Percy Jackson in the Olympians, the Lightning Thief, Tarzan and Tarzan 2, Tinkerbell and the Pirate Fairy, which is one of my I favorites. Think it's my favorite, Tinkerbell. Yeah. It's a really good one. Uh, no. Our favorite is the Never Beast. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, you're right. Do you the remember Beast, how hard yeah. we cried that watching was, that stupid movie? Oh, it was such a good movie. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, Walt and El Grupo. I've been waiting for this one since they launched Disney Plus, so I'm excited to see this one. Really? Yeah. So it's actually a documentary, uh, and it tells the story of Walt Disney's 1941 U.S. government-sponsored trip to Latin and South America, where he and a group of artists gathered materials which would be used to create the two Disney animated feature films, Saludos Amigos and The Three Caballeros. Oh. 
Yeah. So this one, you know, when they launched Disney Plus, they didn't like keep the things off of the platform that they don't actually have streaming yet. They just put up like it's coming soon. There's been a lot. And that's why you're going to see a lot of things coming out like in the next few months. Mm hmm. This is one of them. I'm like, I went to watch it and I'm like, no. And it's like coming out in July. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez. So I think it was supposed to come out in July. It's coming out in June now. Walt and El Grupo. Perfect. Uh, as far as TV shows go, 101 Dalmatians season one, which is an old Disney Channel original show. Uh, Alaska's Grizzly Gauntlet season one. America's Greatest Animals. Big Sur Wild California. Chasing the Equinox. Howie Mandel's Animals Doing Things, seasons one and two. Which is actually a pretty funny show. Yeah, Kenzie and I watched like a bunch of episodes one day, yeah. just lounging on the couch, and we were cracking up. Yeah, it's it's a really funny. good show. Uh, Into the Unknown, Making Frozen 2, I'm which stoked to see I'm that. very excited yeah. about. Um, Man in Space, Mars and Beyond, Mighty Med, seasons one and two. My friend did the costumes for this show. I'm excited to watch it. That's so, awesome. Hey, shout out to Nick. <laughs> uh, Muppet Babies Playdate Season 1, Raven's Home Season 3, Schoolhouse Rock Season 1, yeah, Secrets of Wild India Season 1, The Greeks Season 1, The Liberty Story, The Story of the Animated Drawing, Weird- Which looks really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Weird But True Seasons 1 and 2, Wild Hawaii Season 1, and Women of Impact Changing the World, which I am so excited yeah. for. There's a lot of great stuff coming. So uh, that show's going to be very girl power, and yeah. I can't wait. I'm down for it. I'm married and I have a daughter, so <laughs> I'm all about girl power. Um, we will put a full listing in our notes below, so check down below. Uh, it's a lot to to digest, so take a look and, and see what that's all about. Lots of good stuff coming to Disney Plus. Uh, hopefully, this will get us through the rest of the the closure, and we'll be right back. In the next, you know, few weeks after that, fingers crossed, we'll see. We'll keep you posted. Uh, we're going to take a short little break and uh, then we'll start talking a little bit more about the lost attractions of Disneyland. Part three. Daniel, do the little dingy thing here. Okay, welcome back. And we've got our third and maybe final installment of the lost attractions of Disneyland. This is part three. I'm excited. We did uh, parts one and two over the past two weeks. People were digging it and giving us great feedback. And so we decided to, to, to kind of gather up the rest of them that we missed on the other two episodes and put together a third episode. So now here we are. Welcome. Bienvenida. Hola. So this one, this is actually kind of funny. So Disneyland actually had a branch of Bank of America in the park uh, from 1955 to 1993. Like an actual branch? It was an actual, well, not a branch. They didn't have tellers, but it was a Bank of America with three ATMs to use. And so that closed down in 1993 and they made it Bank of Main Street, USA. And that was up until 2005. Gotcha. Crazy, Now right? they're all Chase Banks. Now they're all Chase Banks, exactly. <laughs> so there was originally a concept for a holiday land. That was a turn-of-the-century town park with picnic areas, horseshoe pits, a baseball diamond, and an open field where a circus could come to perform. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. So weird. I like that idea. Uh, the original version would have been located uh, where the Matterhorn sits today. As Disneyland came together in 1954, it became very obvious that there was not enough space within the park for Holiday Land to become a real place. Um, 
and the land, now sometimes called recreation land, <laughs> so much better, <laughs> became a picnic and recreation area with minor seasonal holiday decorations. Um, in November of 55, the Mickey Mouse Club Circus came to Disneyland in the Fantasyland section of the park. This event only lasted until January of 1956. Pretty short run. Yeah. Yeah. November to November. That's, three, that's like. That's like three months. If it went all of November yeah. and all of January. <laughs> yeah. It was themed to the celebration of Christmas with oh, promotional. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, with promotional material referring to the circus as Holiday Land, uh, including a November 25th, 1955 Los Angeles Times article declaring Holiday Land was a roaring success. The kids consumed great amounts of popcorn and Walt Disney enjoyed himself as much as anybody. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. He loved whimsy stuff. He like did. That. It's so funny, though, to think, like, could you imagine that being there now? It'd be strange. Yeah. That's so weird. People I mean, would complain about it. It'd give people a chance to celebrate Christmas year round, which yeah. a lot of people try to plan their trips around Christmas. So I guess that mm-hmm. would make a little bit of sense, but you know, there would imagine. be that one person that's like, why is this here yeah. all the time? <laughs> why do we have to celebrate Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, so the opera house on um, main street, uh, right at the front of the park uh, has a, a pretty, a pretty long, run with uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, but a lot of people don't realize that it only ran from 1965 to 1973 and it was gone for like two years. Oh, um, so great moments with Mr. Lincoln was, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a presentation, it's in a theater and it features an audio animatronics of Abraham Lincoln. And it's a replica of a similar attraction that they had at the 1964 New York, uh, world's fair. So, Elements of the original show were incorporated into later versions of the attraction from 1975 to 2004 and then from 2009 to present. So in 19, from 1965 to 1973, it was great moments with Mr. Lincoln. It closed that attraction and it was actually the Walt Disney story for two years, 1973 to 1975. And they were playing a biographical film about Walt, which originally appeared at Walt Disney World in 1972. So then there was some kind of, I guess, controversy because, um, and that was in 1975. Uh, so two years later, people were criticizing the parks because they were, they replaced a tribute to Lincoln with a tribute to Walt. So what they did was from 1975 to 2004, I don't know if you remember this, uh, there was a combination of the two previous shows. So um, they did a tribute to Walt and Lincoln and then from 2001 to 2004, the Disney tribute was removed and the entire show was given more of a focus on the American Civil War. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So great moments with Mr. Lincoln still exists, but the original story is gone. The Walt Disney story featuring great moments with Mr. Lincoln is gone. And now it's just great moments with Mr. Lincoln again, another version of it. So it is technically a, a lost attraction. Hmm. So back in 1955, there was another little theater in the parks that you might not remember. Most Um, people won't. Yeah. Uh, From 1955 to 1964, the Mickey Mouse Club Theater was over where Pinocchio is today. It was a walk-in theater continuously showing animated Disney films and shorts, much like the Main Street Cinema that we know today. 
It was renamed the Fantasyland Theater from 1964 to 1982, not to be confused with the present day Fantasyland Theater that we know that hosts our wonderful magical map. Yeah. Um, but that ended up closing down in 80... 1982. Two. To make Pinocchio, way for Pinocchio. If you remember from the beginning of the show, opened in 1983 this week. <gasps> Lots yeah. of Pinocchio today. A lot of Pinocchio today. Um, yeah, one of my favorites. Um, so everybody, if you know Main Street, you know that there's the Main Street Magic Shop, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's not the original shop. In 1955, all the way to 1983, Merlin's Magic Shop was the actual original shop in the park. The Main Street shop didn't actually come to the park until 1957, and that's the shop that you know today. Um, but Merlin's Magic Shop was the original magic shop at the park. Oh. Yeah, all the way up until 1983. So this was actually uh, in Fantasyland, and it faced the center courtyard in Fantasyland overlooking the castle. Um, that's where the Castle Holiday Shop is now. So it was Merlin's Magic Shop, and then it became that place with the coat of arms and the armor and the swords, and now it's the ho- the Holiday Shop. It's funny because I always I I didn't realize that until recently. I I I have memories of the magic shop because I've always been fascinated with magic, mm-hmm. but it's not always of the Main Street Magic Shop. So it was always really confusing to my brain until literally this moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. Everything so, makes sense. It now. does. It makes a lot of sense. I'm like, this isn't where it was. So I'm glad I glad we researched this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one attraction that is definitely something that I know pops into everyone's mind when they think Disneyland lost attractions, the Skyway to Tomorrowland. I know. I That was a pretty cool thing. Yeah? Yeah. So the Skyway to Tomorrowland ran from 1956 to 1994. Uh, this ride was a typical aerial lift ride that you can see in all kinds of different parks all around the world. It traveled from a chalet on the west side of Fantasyland, through the Matterhorn yep. to a station in Tomorrowland. Yeah, so the so chalet neat. actually, um, if you're if you're walking through Fantasyland and you pass the King Arthur's Carousel mm-hmm. and you're looking like directly at Casey Jr. train, mm-hmm. to the left, there was a little walkway that used to go up to where uh, you could actually see they put in two eyes back there and some steam. Uh, so it was like a dragon was back there. Hmm. So that's where that's where the you would board. There's a little walkway up there. Huh. So for ages, it's just been sitting there vacant. How sad. Yeah. Uh, So these cabins hung from cables and they ran constantly back and forth between the two lands. The Fantasyland station stood until 2016 when it closed to public access adjacent to Casey Jr., like Sean just said. Um, And it was concealed by some trees. It was demolished for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge construction. Its support towers were removed and the holes in the Matterhorn through which the ride passed through were filled in. Yeah, there's literally zero reminders of it now. Which is so weird. Yeah. Because, like, when I think, like, old time Disneyland. (laughs) Old timey Disneyland (laughs) No, like, like, you know, like, the old, old photos that they have. Like, that's... Yeah. What I think That's of. one of them. That's yeah. what I imagine in my head. And it's funny. Maybe we should put some research into it. Um, but there are all kinds of tales about the uh, the Skyway. So uh, I remember, I think this is when I worked there. Somebody had told me a story about somebody that dropped a screwdriver from the gondola and it went through somebody's head. What? It's probably not Stop true. Stop it. Yeah, I know. It's probably not true. But- 
there are a lot of tales. And I remember, I don't remember who I was with. It was an older male. So I want to say it was one of my uncles mm-hmm. or maybe my dad. I don't, I don't remember who it was. But I remember writing on this when I was a kid, like a little kid, Mm -hmm. and somebody spit over the edge on her. It was whoever I was with. And I was like, and I knew back then you're a horrible human. That's gross. Yeah, I was really not thrilled. Well, like, because like they still have something like that at the San Diego Zoo. They do. And I would never think to like drop something over the side. No. I'm too busy. Like, look at it. Look how far you can see. Yeah, you're (laughs) like like, so high in the air. It's crazy. Do you see the buildings over there? (laughs) Like, like I've never been in the air before. (laughs) Oh, I've never been anywhere and thought, I should spit down. No. Maybe that's why. Maybe that event really, maybe that's it. It triggered you to go, yeah. It made me go, oh, you're you're disgusting. You're nasty. Um, Get some help. (laughs) So this one is fun. So um, from 1956 to 1959, it was pretty short lived. Um, It opened shortly after the parks opened. The Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. It was like a three foot wide track and it was a mine train attraction that went through the New Living Desert. And the scenery was again redone in 1960 and upgraded and became the mine train through nature's wonderland. And so that ran from 1960 to 1977. And the big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction replaced this train ride, basically upgraded it from this like sedated train ride to a roller coaster. Um, So the only element that actually remained, and you can find the remnants here uh, from its scenic vistas, was the mighty waterfall tumbling from Cascade Peak into the rivers of America. And it was visible only from various boat rides around the rivers. The structure formed Cascade Peak and its waterfalls were demolished in 1980. 1998 after it was found to be suffering structurally from the decades of water that had flown over it. Um, so uh-oh. yeah, the water was like destroying that land. So uh, one of the four locomotives and two cars from the ride remained on a stretch of track where Cascade Peak once stood as a staged wreck scene. The train, however, was removed in early 2010 during the rivers of America refurbishment. The cacti that were part of the living desert section were mostly relocated to the magic kingdom version of big thunder mountain railroad. There are other elements from Nature's Wonderland, including the tunnel from Bear Country, the buttes from the Living Desert, the tunnel into Rainbow Caverns, though half buried in concrete, and the jumping fish seen in Bear Country, all visible on Big Thunder Trail. Is that what that big opening is? Yeah. So where you hear the bear snoring? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of, that's what, that, that all was part of this attraction. Literally my whole life I've been like, what's the point of this? Yeah. Yeah, there was a trip. Well, you can see if you're if you're looking over. So if you're standing on the left side of the boat um, on the Mark Twain, mm-hmm. when you're doing that, the tour around the river, you could actually see the tracks. The tracks are still there from I that attraction to look. Yeah. No, but like what? Like when you get off of Big Thunder and like you decide to go right to go to Fantasyland or well, now you decide to go right to go to Galaxy's right. Edge. Whenever I pass that little area over there, I'm always like, what's the point of this? Yeah. And now that I think about it, I don't know if uh, there used to be little like metal fish that you would jump out of the the pond there. I don't know if those still work. Wait, I think I remember that. Yeah. They were on like a little spindle and they would kind of jump out of the water there. Weird. Yeah. Um, But there were a bunch of animals too that were included in this and they were actually, they just buried them in concrete because the Imagineers didn't know what to do with them. So it's like a, uh, animatronic it's freaking pet cemetery, uh, animal cemetery. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm good. Pretty, pretty weird. I'm good without that. <laughs> yeah. 
1955, all the way up until 1997, Circorama, which was actually later renamed Circle Vision 360 in 1967, was a film presentation showing scenes from around the United States and later China, kind of Soren-esque. Soren, but standing still. Yeah. yeah. So guests, oh, I couldn't say guests. Guests stood in a large circular room and watched a film projected on nine large contiguous screens that surrounded them. Uh, during its run, the attraction was hosted by American Motors, Bell System, AT&T Corporation, Pacific Southwest Airlines, and Delta Airlines. Uh, the shows that they had were A Tour of the West from 55 to 59, America the Beautiful from 60 to 84, uh, from 84 to 89, they actually had a lobby pre-show called All Because Man Wanted to Fly, American Journeys from 84 to 96, Wonders of China from 84 to 96, and America the Beautiful from 96 to 97. In 1998, the theater became the queue for the very short-lived Rocket Rods attraction. <laughs> Which we talked about last week, if you want to yeah. hear about that. Yeah. And now... The building houses Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Yeah. I was trying to think when we were talking about, uh, I think it was when we were talking about Rocket Rods last week, I was trying to think what was in that area over there. This is, this answers it. Yeah. I remember it. It was, it was pretty neat though. It was, I mean, at the time it was pretty revolutionary. I, I saw it at some point when I was in high school. Maybe it was when I was I just probably graduated. saw it considering it like it was something that little Tabitha could do because yeah. you just have to stand there and yeah. watch something. So I probably saw it, but I don't have any memory of it. Well, and then on the outside, uh, so where the, I want to say it's where the fast pass kiosks are for Buzz. Uh, they had like a Moon Rover exhibit. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's fun. But I think that was part of like Mars, Mission to Mars or something. I don't remember. But yeah. But yeah, that's, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I I love Buzz Lightyear. I love that attraction. But if I remember correctly, this I is like a pretty cool attraction. I like when that attraction stops and I can cheat. I'm just good at it, so <laughs> I don't not. have to. I'm really bad Yikes. at it. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to our, our last, final attraction. definitely a very interesting story. So, the Disney Gallery. This was around from 1987 all the way up to 2007. And Solid it was, run. Yeah, it had a pretty good run. And it was a gallery of Disney-related art. Um, this might sound familiar. The Disney Gallery was the only area listed on Disneyland maps as both an attraction and a retail location. So the gallery sometimes featured preliminary artwork and sketches from certain attractions or movies. Uh, sometimes, as in the 100 Mickeys exhibit, the displayed art was associated only with Disney and not with any specific attraction, film, or event. Often, prints from the exhibit were available for purchase via the print-on-demand system, which they still have today. Mm -hmm. um, and the gallery always featured items such as books uh, and, you know, other items about Disney artwork. So the gallery used to sell prints of the ride posters featured in the tunnels leading to and from Main Street, which are amazing posters. I love every single one of them that they put up. Uh, and the former gallery was replaced by the Disneyland Dream Suite. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so in October 2009, the gallery reopened, but now it resides on Main Street. What is that now? Disneyana. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So it's a fun story about um, 
the gallery and, and the dream suite. So in the early 1960s, as construction of New Orleans Square was proceeding, Walt decided he needed a bigger entertaining facility for various VIPs that came to the park. He had already had an apartment above the fire station, as we all know, on Main Street, USA, but it was too small to host big events. He wanted to have somewhere where he could, you know, rub elbows with the the, the hoity-toities. Um, so Walt decided to place the new suite in New Orleans Square, set back from the hustle and bustle of the park, which is kind of his idea around um, Club 33. Mm-hmm. So Disney brought in set designer Dorothea Redmond, and she was famous because she created the sets in Gone with the Wind. Ooh. Yeah. So she helped him with the apartment layout. Uh, to furnish and decorate this new area, he left his wife, Lily, and the decorator for the Walt Disney Studio, uh, Emil Curry, to collaborate as they had on other projects, which was Club 33, the Firehouse Apartment, and some other things. So the project was christened the Royal Suite, and it was inspired by its location off New Orleans Square's Royal Street. Mm. Yeah, pretty cool. So after Walt passed in December of 66, a lot of the projects that Walt Disney Productions were working on got put on hold or they were completely abandoned. But at the request of Roy, his brother, uh, he felt the family wouldn't enjoy the Royal Suite with Walt gone. So the project was quietly set to the side. It was fairly close to completion, though, when Walt had passed. And so they had they went in, they put in infrastructure, they put in plumbing. So it was I mean, it was a, it was a structure. They go. could have they could have made this thing anything they wanted. So they decided in 1987, fast forward way ahead, July 1987 to August of 2007, the space housed what I was just talking about, the Disney Gallery. And on October on October 1st, 2007, the Walt Disney Company announced that the recently closed Disney Gallery would be remodeled and turned into the Disneyland Dream Suite. So this this is if you've seen pictures, this thing is amazing. The remodeled suite would be the realization of Walt's dream to have a larger private apartment built at Disneyland and would be made available to randomly selected guests of the park. So the Dream Suite is what a lot of people, if you were to say to a lot of people, Walt Disney had an apartment at Disneyland. They think Dream Suite mm-hmm. because this is what was promoted for a while mm-hmm. as, you know, the the place you could sleep at Disneyland because yeah. you can't you could never sleep at Walt's apartment. But the Dream Suite select people could. So the space underwent this crazy remodeling. Uh, the Imagineers were involved. Uh, they tried to follow the original design drawings from Dorothea Redmond. And so if you know where this is, uh, you, you'll see there's there's placards for the stairs that lead up to it. But it's right above Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, the Disneyland Dream Suite included a living room, an open air patio, two bedrooms and two bathrooms. So Kim Irvine actually was the art love director her. at the time. I know. I love Kim Irvine. Uh, she's in the Imagineering story. If you haven't seen it yet, she's she's a great she's uh, she grew up at Disneyland. She was there for a long time. Um, so she was the art director at, t- at the time for Imagineering. And she had said, our plan has been to use the renderings that Walt worked on with Dorothea Redmond and to replicate those as exactly as we can. Her illustrations were very specific with a color and style for each room, which I think is so special because like Walt said, the place is always going to change, mm-hmm. but it's nice that they were able to take some plans that he had actually worked on and put oh, this definitely. to use, you know? She also said, but to make it special for the guests, we want it to be more than just a beautiful suite. We want it to be filled with things that might've inspired Walt as he dreamed of Disneyland, which is awesome. So one of the most distinctive characteristics of the dream suite was the private balcony, which overlooks the rivers of America. You can see it, you know, from, from the walkway there 
From here, guests had an unobstructed view of the nighttime spectacular Fantasmic, which is one of the very few spots in the park where you have an unobstructed view of Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're right there on the fence, like it's there's there's not many spots. And in addition to that, so in 2008, they did a thing called the Disney Dreams Giveaway. And if you were a winner, you would get a night's stay in the Dream Suite, which is crazy. Um, and then you would also be celebrated as the honorary grand marshal in that day's Disneyland parade. That would be so cool. I know. Pretty cool. So over the years, they gave it out as kind of a prize for different different uh, events like radio drawings and TV promotions and stuff like that. But since 2017, uh, this was actually now 21 Royal Street, which is which became a part of the... Um, you know, just the $15,000 private dining experience. Yeah. No big deal. Which was part of the uh, Club 33 expansion. It, yeah. So it used to be just Club 33 members. It They were the only ones allowed to access it. Right. And now you can just call the concierge and Sean hates the way I say that word. <laughs> but you can just call and have up to 12 guests and it's 15 grand. Yeah. And you get the whole shebang experience, your private butlers, your small yays, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anybody want to join us? Twelve fifty a person if we have all 12. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Let's do it. I'm down for Screw that. It. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty neat place and I'm glad for the people that got to experience it um, because that was definitely one of Walt's big dreams for the park. Um, something that he had a direct influence on uh, that you could actually stay in the park overnight. It's crazy. So in terms of lost attractions, the Disneyland Gallery and the Dream Suite are sadly lost. But uh, now 21 Royal is kind of the experience that replaced it. And so it's still decorated in Empire style, made popular in 19th century New Orleans. Um, And you can host special events there for (laughs) the $15,000. but, you know, it's it's still in use, but it's definitely not the Dream Suite anymore. So this it's, you know, it's still accessible for a price. Uh, if you want to see more information on it, you can go to 21royaldisneyland.com. What a weird website name. Um, but they'll talk about the experience and the dining, how to reserve. Um, it's it's it could be quite quite the occasion. Mm-hmm. So, again, if anybody wants to join us, it's only a couple grand. No big deal. Only. Only. But uh, I think that puts a pin in our uh, Lost Attractions of Disneyland. Boop. Episode three, or mm-hmm. part three in the books. Uh, if we did it. If there's anything we missed, let us know. We'd love to talk about it. Uh, but I think that brings us to the end of the show. It's time for a quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. So as we all sit around and try to find new things to do, uh, everybody's bored. Bored in the house and I'm in the house, bored. Bored in the house and I'm in the house, bored. Bored in the house and I'm in the house, bored. And I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house, bored. Bored in the house, bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Anyway, I hate that I'm putting that next to a quote from Walt Disney. But um, I think this one was fun because we are just trying to find new ways to entertain ourselves. And, you know, we've got a podcast, which is fun. So uh, find something that you love doing because we're going to be in our houses for just a little bit longer. We're, we're in the, I think we're in the home stretch. We'll see. But Walt did say, 
When you're curious, you find lots of interesting things to do. And one thing it takes to accomplish something is courage. Yeah. So start something new. Step out of your comfort zone. You got Find this. the courage to do something interesting. You got this. But on that note, that's you the know, end. It's time for so long. It's time for so long. Uh, we do always, and we wholeheartedly mean this, we thank you so much for joining us because this has been fun every single week and we're going to continue to do it as long as we can. Uh, can't wait to get back into the parks, but we're going to continue to have some fun content in place of the parks. So stick with us. We're having fun. Uh, but if there's anything that you want to share with us, any comments, questions, any stories that you want our audience to hear, please email us friends at magic on main street podcast.com. Also follow us on Instagram. You can find us at magic on main pod. We have a calendar you can subscribe to. And also, uh, we're giving away some fun goodies. I actually have some, uh, packages going out this week to our new Patreon subscribers. You too can be a Patreon subscriber for as little as $2 a month. You'll get some really fun stuff. And it really helps us so much. Um, this isn't free to put together. So we really appreciate the support. So to all our all of our subscribers, thank you so much. You are so meaningful to this show. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, to anybody that's interested, go over to patreon.com slash magic on Main Street. Also, make sure you subscribe, leave a review and help us spread some magic with your network. We would really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, if you want to share our YouTube videos, we put all of our episodes into a video on YouTube. You can share that with your friends. Just help us spread the love. If you could, we'd really appreciate that. Just takes a few seconds on that note, on behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and myself, we want to thank you so much for listening to the magic on main street podcast, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. bye Magic on main street. Just like a churro, you're so sweet Our time with you is such a treat Spread the Disney love, thanks for hanging out with us On Main Street